Hello, and welcome to our Fate of Midgard game. I'm your Game Master, Porter. So this is a game of Fate Accelerated in the world of Midgard by, by Kobold Press. And I'm going to turn it over to our players to introduce their, themselves. Aaron, go ahead. Hi, I'm Erin, and I play Eleanor Westergaard, and she is a glamorous infiltrating enforcer. Her trouble is venom in my veins, and her aspects are fantastical facades, Westergaard family business, lady on a mission, and my gear aspect is his dagger. All right, and Tiffany, tell us about your character. Hi, I'm Tiffany. I play Mira Barkridge, a well-meaning eccentric earthen enchantress. Her trouble is stop selling. Her aspects are uh, horticulture for hire, herbalist hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. I miss my grove. And her gear aspects are the earth song pendant and the staff of four seasons. Excellent. So last time we had uh, some a pretty pretty special session involving kind of the story of Kojima that you've been orbiting around since the beginning. So let's do a quick recap. What do you what stands out to you from our game last time? So we were headed in, and uh, Henna took us to the house, and she was true to her word, and she led us up to the door. We knocked. And uh, Corin answered, quickly shut the door, and then his wife came, and she let us in, and uh, he, the, the guy, didn't really want to talk to us for a little while, so his wife kind of told us a little bit about the history of Kojima, because Kojima was uh, Corin's mother, so this would be her mother-in-law, and it sounded like Kojima was sort of living in the oasis even when she wasn't there like she like a part of her was there even when they left and she finally figured out how to get to the oasis and then she went back to the oasis and when she was there she realized that her family was everything to her so she left the oasis and lived out her days with her family I think the uh, the term mommy issues was passed around <laughs> to describe Corin. Yes. There um, were some serious was, mommy issues. It was really heartwarming, though, to listen to Letta, his wife, really go through and talk about kind of through her lens up, what Corin's upbringing was like and what the history of their family and, and their kids and how Kojima was as a grandmother and what her... Um, what her journey in trying to seek out the return to the oasis was like and sort of where her head and her heart resided. And then when she finally got there, the revelation of, you know, I thought this is what I wanted, but it's not, I need, I'm, I belong with my family. And then what the remainder of her life was like. Um, I think the sort of pivotal moment for me was when, um, we saw the urn that had her remains um, and the necklace that was a gift from Iram. And Corin said, take this necklace, give it back to Iram, and let him know. 
that she chose us over him so that he knows that that was her legacy was her life with her family and that he stole those 15 years from us, but we got her life and she chose us and family is what's important. And I was like, I was teary. Hearing you describe it that way makes me so happy. That was was really good. Um, So what we took away from that, what we um, have to go on from here is that she did find a way. She actually found two ways to get back to the Oasis. She either... um, well, first, had to wait. go to the shadow realm or wait 15 years until the oasis came back wait i'm gonna pause um, pause you for just a second so she found that by going to the god king's god king comet comet yes pyramid yes and so he was the one who in told... Peranu, in the middle of freaking nowhere yes and so she went there yes. and he's the one who told her those two paths yes so we can either go talk to him and and we can get insight into the shadow realm or we can wait around and we chose we are not going to wait around we are and that's if we knew the time and place so we are going to go to the pyramid eventually um, <laughs> and <laughs> and figure it out um and figure out this whole business with the shadow realm of how to get back um but we sent our friend yolak on a mission to go get information about the shadow realm. He is going to go visit um, Leda and Corin's son um, at Thoth's temple. Yes. Um, and they're going to take, he's going to take Leda's letter um, and get the, uh, get the info. So that will be forthcoming. And we um, trust, it, we trust you a lot because he is honor bound to us because we saved his life and he still yep. is in our debt. Blood debt. Yep. Yeah. So he has to do this for us. Yep. After this, yeah. I don't know. All bets are off. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's kind of a sneaky little kobold. So we'll see. The debt is paid yeah. and then we'll see. And yeah. you're all going to meet in, uh, in Nurian, in, uh. Nuria at, oh, or it's, uh, the, the embassy of the figs. Yeah. So that's where you'll all meet up. Okay, so we pick up act. We pick up the action. You've left Kajima's house. You have given the eye to uh, to Henna. You sent uh, you and uh, you went to your inn and you gave Yolak the necklace, and he has left. You are checked into your inn. You guys have not rested in a while. You desperately need a rest, so you take a little time at the inn. To recuperate, um, you can have a refresh. So if you were, if you had spent fate points below your total in last session, you are at your refresh value now for the beginning of this this session. Okay. Um, so from here, you had talked about a couple paths. You could uh, the most obvious at this point was potentially going to the Pallid Court to go see if uh, you could call in the favor for for Nefrini uh, that would to to see if maybe uh, Lady Alasha can help Eleanor. You've also talked about going to Nefrini to go we need some figs. Get your figs back, which would involve trading, giving her back the carpet. Uh, maybe. So there's things in front of, of you. Of yeah, we're not giving that carpet back. There's things in front of you. 
But so, we are taking figs. You have options. <laughs> Just letting the game master know. Ooh, we're, uh, we're taking the figs. All right. <laughs> if, you, if, if you don't want to take the carpet, then I'm curious what you might do for trade in exchange. I don't know if we're going to trade, but we'll come to that I later. Think. Whoa. <laughs> okay. All right, Enforcer. Let's uh, pump the brakes. <laughs> All I'll say is that there is a mighty artifact running wild around the city now that Nefrini doesn't want running wild. Oh my gosh, are we going to have to go freaking get that Grimalkin eye again? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making, I'm just making crap up on the moment. Shit up. <laughs> I'm making shit up, yes. In, in my humble opinion, I think we should go check out the Pallid Court because Lady Alashra at least is has some power, so she might be able to give us some kind of... I don't even want to say like collateral, but we might be able to figure out a way to, if we really need to kind of go t- politely and diplomatically toe to toe with Nefrini, I think it would be good if we had some other high powered allies in town. Yeah. Um, I agree. And mm. uh, at least go see what we can glean from her, if nothing else, to report back to Nefrini as to kind of how things are going. I think we should go to the palace court first. Yeah, I agree too. Okay. And then it'll be nice to like circle back to Nefrini, kind of finish up that, and then head out. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's what we're doing. All we're right. gonna rest. We're gonna take a shower. We're gonna get dinner. Yeah, give yourselves a break. <laughs> Relax. Take have a, a night. Yeah, have a night, and then okay. So it's the next day. So vampires operate at night. This is not the world of Twilight. They don't sparkle and they don't go out in the sunlight. So, um, so do you, are, I, presumably you don't go to the, you know, one does not go to the pallid court at noon. It's rude. Um. I would think that, you know, we kind of spend the day, I mean, we, we definitely Just take the day recouping? Yeah, we like have some money. I would assume we kind of go out to the markets. Okay. We kind of, just kind of look around, maybe enjoy ourselves for once. Replenish some supplies, yeah. maybe find an alchemist or two just to stock up in general we've used a lot of our resources or at least i've i've made some teas and some solves between when i left and Mm -hmm. before we embark on our next chapter i'd like to kind of just restock and we know that we're going to be going out into the desert and we know we're going to pyramids so okay so you go out and you do some shopping yes okay so Without getting into the too too into the weeds of that of that trip, let's say you're out, you're able to get the majority of what you're looking for. Um, however, um, I'm going to reveal an aspect that has been unknown to you throughout this time. Probably won't be a surprise, but you have been pursued throughout the city throughout this time um, because you were originally kidnapped. By some uh, some angry tiger folk, and you haven't oh, seen yeah. or heard anything from them since then. But you have been—they have been pursuing you throughout the city, and you finally sat still enough, long enough. Oh no! So you guys have we got complacent. Oh no! You have mostly finished your shopping, so you have spent the day in the wharf district shopping. This is the market district, so that's the place you go. And as you are 
walking around, you're in a big, thick crowd. There's a, it's a, it's a bazaar. There's tents. There's a ton of people. There's lots of noise. And you hear a very slight scuffle from across the way that just kind of draws your attention. And across the square, you see Daruka and Nakumba, the two tiger folk from the beginning of your story, suddenly seeing you and they are pushing the, the, the what got your attention was someone kind of calling out as Daruka basically shoves someone out of his way. So I am compelling your aspect of pursued by tiger folk. And uh, so both of you can have an, have a uh, fate point oh. for your troubles. Well, thank you. But Daruka and Nakumba are coming at you. Ooh, we are going to take them. Are no you... more Mrs. Nice Guy. Like, I mean, any Here. fate points we get from this compel, we are going to immediately You may have a fate point. Tiffany, do whatever you do for yourself for fate points. I just handed a physical one to Aaron. So oh you are, we are in a, uh, we are in a, in a, in a contest. They are across a, so a couple, couple, uh, at this moment, the aspects in play is a, is a, uh, bizarre square full of people. So there's a huge crowd. And we're in a market. You're in a market. You're in a busy place. They seem to be disregarding care of that crowd. They're coming. They are coming for you. I see them. You see them. You see them. They see you. Okay. Mira, do you see what I see? I I see two. Uh, I, yes. I, I see both of them, and we have two very big problems. I want you just to hold still. And I am going to do some magic. I am going to um, attempt to transform Daruka... With my um, transform creatures. Okay. And I'm going to try to shrink him to my <laughs> house cat. So, <laughs> so, okay, so you're going to not just shrink, you are going to polymorph him into a cat? Or do you just want to make him no, I just a want, tiny were I want to make him a tiny were cat. Okay, okay, that's, that's easier. Yes. Exactly Daruka as he stands, yes. except 18 inches tall. Yes. okay obviously he will get to actively resist you well i feel the power coursing through my veins because this is new i haven't quite done this i've been doing some of my magic but it's it's starting to feel more powerful it's starting to come easily i've got little sparks flying all right so if you want to make him the size of a house cat i'm gonna say that is a uh, that is uh, the so the base difficulty um, rather than being two is going to be a, a base difficulty of three because that is actually a pretty if you're taking him down to size tiny the size of a house cat that's a pretty severe change. Well, I'm going to be very clever about it. You're being very so that's I'm definitely a plus three. That's fine. <laughs> so you're going to actively roll off against uh, against Daruka and. Oh my gosh! I see this is like playing out like a Disney film where it like happens and they go. Yeah. I really hope that happens. <laughs> Okay, so I got a minus one on the dice, plus three is a plus two, but I'm going to use a fate point and add a plus okay. two to that, which is going to give me a plus four. A plus four, okay. He is resisting, he's resisting with brutal, and he is, that gives him a four. 
His scale does not play into this. However, he is a negative one on the dice, giving him a three. Yeah. So. I am. <laughs> oh, this is too funny. I... <laughs> He's like running towards us, and I'm like, no, kitty cat. Whoosh. I want to spend his fate point on this, but I this mean, is too funny. You could. I'm going to let it you happen, could. and okay. I'll spend this fate point later because this is hilarious. So, yes, he <laughs> shoves the man. He's sh So he shoved a guy away a second ago. He grabs another guy and is about to, like, toss him. And instead, he suddenly is, like, holding on to the guy's calf. <laughs> and literally you see the guy look down and the guy like and climb up the pant leg yeah he's holding and the guy like kicks his leg and he do you see daruka like go flying crash into a little stall um nearby <laughs> okay that's Fantastic. funny um this is what i've wanted to do my whole life <laughs> so all right so that was um your turn. That was my turn. That was your turn. You may <laughs> way to seize the initiative. I'm gonna go have a cigarette now. Thanks. Wow. All right. <laughs> so you may decide who goes next in this. Uh... Oh, Tiffany's going next. Okay, Tiffany. <laughs> what are you gonna um, do? I so Nakuma is a magic user, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, remind me of what nature. Or from what you as, saw, as far as we remember from our yeah. interaction with them, uh, go ahead and give me a a clever roll because you are not an arcane, you are not an an arcane magic user. So let's just see, kind of, we'll just kind of go with what you know based on your clever roll. Okay. Uh, clever would be I start with plus two and I got a minus one on the dice, so uh, plus one. Okay. Um, it very broadly falls into like. Uh, transmutation. Okay. Is what you have observed. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Crowded market. Lots of folks around. Um, I, I think I'd like to make, so there's probably like, canopies and various like coverings for the different stalls that are nearby correct all the tons of canopies have. and co yes i would like to turn all of those wooden posts into blossoming trees like i want to revivify the wooden posts that are holding up the canopies of the front vendor stalls into blossoming trees to obscure and make a vision like to obscure the line of sight in between nakumba and us so that we can get away okay that is a big piece of that's a big piece of magic um <laughs> you can do it I'm just going to say that a strategic fuse, that or? is a base difficulty of three is what I'm going to say, since it's kind of, okay. since it's a big, a big, a big thing, but okay. I think this not is kind of difficult. like a hasty, like moment of desperation where I just want to go, um, bloom everybody and just like have nothing but like foliage and flowers in an instant. Okay. As much as I can muster. All right. This is passive resistance of three. Okay. And so, um, 
would this be clever because it's sort of like thinking think so. on my feet using the resources I've got? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I, that is, um, nullified dice. So zero on the dice. Um, and so I've just got my plus two, but I'm definitely going to pay a fate point and have plus four. Okay. Um, I am going to pay a, one of my GM fate points to in, uh, invoke hostile invoke on your aspect. I miss my grove because you are in a very urban city and what you're trying to do is very, is, is far removed from living, breathing trees and soaking up sun. So I'm going to pay a fate point to make this harder for you. Ooh. And by the way, at the end, I, at the end of the scene, um, you get a you get a fate point for that since I am invoking one of your personal aspects. Okay. Um, but you don't get it till the end of the scene. Okay. Um, rats. Okay. Um, do you feel like countering me or so? I do. Okay. So really quick, just uh, to confirm, so because. I've pushed you down below. That brings you back down to a, a what, a two? Yeah. Okay, so you can either take a stress and it will still get a tie rather than a full success. Or you can let a wild magic event happen and it will fail. Or you can pay a fate point invoking something else and get yourself back to a success. Those are your options. And remember that a tie is not Ooh. is not everything so, you want. It's a consequence. It's a it's a cost. Okay. When you cast magic, something will always happen. I mean, I'm always going back to my staff of four seasons because I love it so much, and that currently, because of the season of summer, is tied to fire magic. And so I'm wondering if, like, in the failure of growing the trees, all of the posts just burst into flames are you saying a wild magic event that just results in burning uh in... I, I mean i definitely don't oh, want to like burn down to all these vendors <laughs> we can't stay here but it, we're desperate and i'm acting hastily um so if it's so, success so if if that's a tie and that's a uh if you want to or sorry if you want to take the wild magic event i will totally take posts on fire with a with a free invoke to me as your as like your wild magic event that is uh that sounds all kinds of fun i mean i personally me i feel terrible because i don't want to do damage to any you know unsuspecting and innocent bystanders but that sounds like magic gone wrong is that that is definitely magic gone wrong yeah. So your your call. What do you? I mean, that's about as inverse as you can get. Yes. Because no. I, because we could probably still get away by that point, yep. right? Because it would be it would cause a mighty ruckus. It will cause a big it would ruckus. Cause a whole lot of destruction. And note that you could possibly invoke that aspect positively for yourself, but I will have a free invoke. Okay. Yeah, I botched my tree magic because I'm so out of touch. And Aww. it just, I really wanted just to have this visual diversion of just blocking line of sight with yeah. just like this overgrowth of trees and flowers and blo blooms and blossoms and limbs. And then 
and greenery and shade and then it and instead it just becomes this like instantaneous just like yeah. forest of fire you're holding and- out your staff of four seasons and channeling through it and you just you feel the the power of summer take over and the heat just builds and all of these posts just start bursting into flame which then catches on to the canopies all of the posts in the square are on fire, which means the canopies are on fire, which means there is now a panicked crowd. I am like, holy shit, Mira. What has just happened? <laughs> what did you do? What have you done? <laughs> I promise that was not my intention. I wanted them to grow, but... Well, I, this is not growing. Get out of here. And I'm like, <laughs> as I'm, I'm as like dismayed by the scene i think as all of the passers-by but like we gotta go yes so uh you now have a panicked crowd on your hands and um across the uh across the square you see nakumba the the slender tiger folk uh the magic user you see him um kind of waving his hands and a a glowing orange glyph appearing in the air sort of a la Doctor Strange, if you will. And uh, you recognize him um, building his spellcasting focus. And yes, okay, cool. So he has, uh, he, he builds up some spell energy, but he, isn't, he doesn't do anything immediately. Okay. Oh, we got to get out of here. So then um, Daruka, <laughs> so, you, so to clarify, you have Daruka under a, small under a a small spell or reduced spell or whatever yes so he's and the size of a house cat. he's the size of a house cat you have one free invoke on that house on that aspect we'll just say the aspect is house cat daruka i and assumed that he was that size for the entire scene so it is if he doesn't try to overcome it yes oh so he is going to spend his turn actively trying to overcome like overcome this transformation on his bo- on his body okay okay so this is a focus attempt which is not his best thing um he is a plus two. Oh, yeah no he does not break free <laughs> so yeah daruka meows across the square <laughs> you can't hear it but yeah, you hear like a cat an angry, howling. Angry cat. Yes, you hear an angry cat howl in the distance. He's probably like sitting on a bed of melons or something like I that. I thought he was with a guy. No, he got kicked. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a stall that's probably burning. Okay, so it is back to uh, you, Eleanor. Well, let's do the same thing to... Uh... To Nakumba? To Nakumba. Although, if we make him little, he's still going to do his magic, isn't he? Yeah, he's a different kind of threat. He's not a physical, imposing threat. Can I try to disrupt his magic? How might you do that? That's certainly... So, basically, his spellcasting focus is an aspect of itself. This is how wizards typically work, where they have to kind of build their power. So it is an aspect you could overcome. You, yeah, so yes, you absolutely can disrupt it. That's how you fight wizards. You just have to think about how you go about doing it with the, with the uh, you know, tools at your disposal. 
You got to break his concentration. Correct. That's exactly what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, okay. So what is surrounding him? Um, a crowd full of, of, uh, scared people and fire. Can you be a little bit more specific? What's around him? Uh, so a whole bunch of shop stalls that are on fire and a whole crowd of scared people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like okay, so the he's... shops that there's food, there's clothing, <laughs> okay, okay. there's melons. But there's like people running around him. Yes. People and... are now freaking out because of the fire. And he's still casting his spell. Yes. How would I suggest an idea to Eleanor? Because I have a thought. I don't want to say anything. If it isn't gonna fit, if it's gonna kind of, they can just say it. Yeah, the you two of you, it. the two you of you have worked together to quite a bit. You know each other's capabilities. You do yeah. need to communicate with each other. You don't have a mind meld, but you do yeah. know each someday, other pretty well. Someday we will pilot a Jaeger together, and we <laughs> will <be> <laughs> <laughs> just not this adventure. That's a whole other game. That's at the pyramid. That was after the pyramid in the shadow realm, where we pilot yes. our Jaeger. Oh, don't give me oh ideas. God. Shadow Realm mech suits. <laughs> Shadow Realm liches and robots. That's yes, liches and robots. Oh, man. <laughs> That's chapter seven. I want to do this. Down the way. <laughs> um, because my suggestion is um, you don't necessarily have to transform Nakumba. You could transform uh, their clothes. You could transform something around them because what would break my concentration is if I was charging up a spell and all of a sudden my clothes turned to snakes. <gasps> That's the best idea. <laughs> so I will, with your illusion power, transforming the crowd in front of him is immensely effective. Really? Okay. Okay. And is totally within your wheelhouse. Yes. Use your, your once per scene power. What are were tigers afraid of? I mean, I think to Jungle Book and like Shere Khan is afraid of fire, right? So we've already got the fire going. Uh -huh. These are highly civilized. Like these are <laughs> these are not savages. <laughs> he's a highly educated. He's probably smarter than either of you. Let's be really I mean, honest like here. Something like that is just okay. genuinely threatening, like venomous snakes, like venomous, or... like the cobras. Like I feel like cobras are very yeah. deserty. Okay, okay. I'm going to transform the crowd into cobras. Like giant cobras? Giant cobras coming after him. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so with your, using your, if you use your once per, um, your once per scene power, your push your limits. Yes. You can affect the whole scene without it raising your difficulty. Let's do that. Or affect the whole, yeah. uh, the whole zone. Sorry, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, cool. this, that, that fate point that I'm giving you is from last time. Sorry. Oh. Cool. I just want to make sure I get rid of it. Cool. Okay, so that's what I'm going to be doing. Push my limits. Blowing on the dice for <clears throat> luck. I, of course, am being clever. You are I am being clever. clever. So that gives me a plus three. Okay. So difficulty was two. You succeed. So the entire zone... Every person in the zone transforms into a whole swarm of giant cobras. Okay. Um, I feel like that is a uh that is an effective um overcome. His spellcasting focus 
is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll. What so does he, he do? So he gets an active opposition against you now. No matter what, the cobra's the cobra illusion happens. The question is, did it disrupt his personal focus or not? So he is rolling with his focus, which is plus two. And I rolled two on the dice. Plus two is a four. So your illusion happens. Can I invoke? If you invoke, that will then overcome his uh, his uh, spellcasting focus and he will lose his spellcasting focus. I'm invoking fantastical facade. Fantastic. Damn it. I'm this is what you do. Snakes. This is this what, is what you I do. do. And I'm a lady on a mission. That is <laughs> One aspect at a time. <laughs> I feel like that is one of the great statements in fate. This is what you do. This is what I do. Okay, cool. So you invoke. That puts you at a four. He has a three. So Or no, no. That puts you to a five, five. over against his four. Yes. So you, uh, you, you have created uh, your overcome effect is successful. There is an aspect. There, there is a uh, – the crowd looks like freaking giant cobras. He has a moment of panic, and you see all of his the orange uh, runes that he's been tracing in the air as he builds his spellcasting focus. They all fizzle out as he's like, "Holy crap!" at the giant cobras in front of him, <laughs> and uh, he is definitely a, kind of back on his heels now. You have undone the the, the preparation that he had done. Oh, good. Well, I think we should just hightail it. Okay, so that point. was uh, that was your t- that's your turn. Okay. Um, Tiffany, and I'm gonna pass it. Do I get to pass it? You can choose who it goes to now. Yes. Um, do you want me to pass it to you, or do you think I should pass it maybe to Daruka? I mean, I think your instincts are right. I mean, they're they're properly distracted or or disarmed. I think we need to yeah to get on the carpet and and fly out of here. Okay, I'm gonna pass it to you. See so if you want to grab the carpet, and then we can like. Yeah, and I totally just realized Eleanor, that I, I should think have. This uh, is where we make our very hasty exit. Agreed, agreed. Let's let's go. I totally just realized yeah. that through the the rules of popcorn initiative, they should have gotten to kind of kick off. They should yeah. have chosen, but I did. I messed it up. I don't care. Let's keep rolling with it. Hey, Tiffany, you may go. Daruka got you know turned. Daruka got turned into, into a house cat. <laughs> there's giant cobras. There's fire. They didn't know what was happening with popcorn <laughs> initiative. <laughs> Mira, it is your go. Um, I well, I think our time for a hasty retreat has, has arrived, and so I like grabbing into our satchel and and shaking out the carpet and and um, loading Bay up to uh, to to board, so we can fly ah. up and over out of out of the flames, out of the square, and to safety. If you would like to pay it, so I was going to make you roll an overcome roll in order to get out of this uh, cut through the uh, panicking crowd. If you want to pay a fate point to use the carpet, I will just let oh, you right, escape. We're not attuned to it. Yes, I definitely want to do that. Okay, pay a fate point, and you are out. On. There's there's cobras, there's there's <clears throat> enemies, there's fire. We gotta just get gotta go. out of the okay. situation. All right. You 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 unravel the carpet. You all hop on the carpet, and the two of you take off through the city, and you leave the scene of chaos behind you. Oh. Now I will say, in the distance, you see Nakumba 
fly up behind you, but he's so far behind you that he then, you see him in the distance, but then he heads back down and does not pursue. He flies? He he flew last time you saw him, too. Uh-huh. Oh, he did? I don't remember He did, that. yeah. Oh. That was a part of what f- caused you issues last time, is that he flew, like, ahead of you. So, yeah. Oh. Nakumba flies. You have seen this multiple times now. Oh, no. But you got enough of a lead that he was not, he decided to back off and not pursue by himself, because Daruka does not seem to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Unless kicked. Yeah. But you, <laughs> but you did see Nakumba lift into the air and behind, you know, kind of, there was a moment where you worried about it and then he did not pursue. Okay. All right. So you, uh, you, you shook your tail of N- Daruka and Nakumba, but you now know there's an aspect of pursued in this game. Okay. Oh, no. Well, I feel like that is really helpful information going right. into our meeting with the Pallid Court because when it comes to uh, seeking allies and information, that is going to be something that's going to be uh, relevant. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, you. Uh, so here's a question: Do you, since you're on your carpet, are you going to? Do you you have all your stuff that you just bought? Are you going to fly back to your inn and drop it off, yes. and then fly back to the pallid court? I I would think so. We're on the carpet. It's not like we have to. Yeah. Like I don't know. It seems like it makes sense to just fly back, drop it off, and then so we're still in the middle of the day, right? Yeah. We don't want to get to the pallid court too early. Okay. And we don't want to take all of our, you know, all of our supplies that we're all of your groceries. Into, yeah, we we'll take that all into the pallid court. Okay. Cool. If we're making our return, I, I, and this is just kind of like, you know, chit chat on the way. Um, may I suggest if we have been pursued, we now are not clear how much our pursuance, um, pursuers are, um, who knows if they know where we are. We could have, we could have assassins waiting for us at our room. We don't know if they know where we are, we've, where we've been staying. We don't know how many uh, brutes they've got working for them. Um, I suggest a stealthy entrance through a window as opposed to strolling in the front door. Yes, I, I think that'd be very prudent. Perhaps we should not even stay here anymore. Perhaps we should go back to the palace and maybe see if Nefrini has some quarters that we could just stay. We're only going to be here for one, two nights more. I'm sure she'd be happy to help us. We really just need to tread water for a few hours until we can get to the pallid court. And then if we do have to um, seek shelter elsewhere in more safe location... I feel like we need to get to the pallid court and just sort of lay low as best we can. Agreed. We should we should pick up our belongings from the inn, but not stay as longer than we have to because we've been we've been made. So, if you are going to walk to the pallid court from your inn, that's gonna that's gonna take a while. So, if you want to be there, kind of right when sun sets, you should probably get back to your inn clean up your stuff and like get doing that. If you're going to fly, that gives you much better options. I think the city is a rat's nest of, of roads. 
Just know yeah, I think that, we need to fly. We kind of need to go up yeah. and over because yes. uh, we don't know who's going to be following us. There's a whole lot of rooftops mm -hmm. and crevices and alleys. and. Just know that there are not you, there you don't see people flying on carpets across the city on a daily basis they are oh, like there are people fly like magic is present but a flying carpet is an is a enormous piece of magic it is pretty yeah. epic so point being that like you don't want to uh poop where you eat don't fly right to your in window you probably should like, Fair point. <laughs> you know, touch down a couple blocks away and then walk in and similarly walk, yes. walk away a few blocks away and then pick up and, yes, you know, of course we will arriving right to your destination on your carpet makes quite an entrance that is very noticed. Yes. I would think that we'd try to land in like a back mm -hmm. alley and then come yeah. out yeah. and, and I would assume that as we're flying, we're sort of wearing our gear that we were wearing out in the sand, you know, so we're kind of covered up because if you hit a bug yeah. or a rock or something, I mean, it's going to get in your eyes and cause some problems. So, yes, I yeah. think you're right. This is stuff that's all pretty obvious, so I'm not going to let you, you don't have to, like, do anything special to realize. I'm just calling out, like, what's, yeah. what would be obvious to your characters? But I also kind of think, like, the were tigers seem to be our biggest threat, and they are already in pursuit. They mm -hmm. already know that we're here. So I think the flying carpet's just an asset. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that we should walk just because we're yeah. afraid of that. Just don't give away your, just don't make your location super obvious by right. flying in and out of your window. I agree. All yeah. I'm calling out. Yes. That's fair. Cool. And then you can decide whether or not you want to fly right up to the door on the pallet court. That could possibly draw attention, but could also make an impression. That's I kind of a flashy entrance. Yeah, it is. I kind of think we should fly up to the pallet court and be like, "Hello, we are here. We have so. arrived. We are not to be messed with. Exactly. Please stay away from my neck. <laughs> we will shrink you." So I'm, <laughs> I am going to ask you that in between now and your arrival at the pallet court, to make a covert roll to determine how well you are kind of not Ooh. drawing attention to yourself between now and then. Both of us? Uh, just one of you. You can pick which one of you is going to roll. I have a plus two on my covert. My covert is plus one, so I think you should okay. roll for okay, it. Okay, you do it. Ah, I got a minus two on the dice, and then I have a plus two, so that just gives me a zero. Okay, standard difficulty of two. Okay. So, you can either Ugh. pay a fate point and tie... And which will be a success at a cost, or pay a fate point and re-roll, mm. or just accept the failure and know that your pursuers are probably going to make another appearance. Be aware of you. <laughs> okay. Do we? Uh, I, well, I don't know. If, I don't care if they're aware of us, but what do you think? I've got two fate points. Yeah, we just refreshed. We don't necessarily want to burn them all before we do anything today. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Ooh, no, <laughs> that's, no, I mean, hot pursuit. I mean, that's what you got to do to get yourself mm. out of the sticky situation. But yeah, now it's more like keep our cover from being blown you know, situation. I think we just deal with it. Yeah. I mean, if they come, we're going to take them. You know, we... Yeah, we did it once. We could do it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this time... We're not just going to shrink them. We're going to turn them into house cats. 
Like. Wait, you took them? Under what circumstances did you take them? Oh, we totally took we them. them. You oh, ran we away did. successfully. That is very different than a toe to toe. Take know. them. I would definitely say we took them okay. in that encounter. You may say that. All we right. won. Cool. <laughs> that is, you are at liberty to say that. Absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, to clarify, so we're fast forwarding now. You are arriving at the pallet court after an afternoon of trying, you know, losing your tail, dropping off your gear. Just to be clear, did you leave your sundries back at the inn? You're going to totally make them disappear if we say yes. You did fail your roll straight no, out. No, we took them with us. Okay. They are on the carpet. So you I are loaded up like a bunch of vagabonds. Are... Like we a bunch of bag ladies. Of all our belongings. Yes. And taking okay. them with us because we are not sure we are ever going Why to return. Why are you going to steal our stuff? Because you're ready. So you're ready for camping. You arrive at the pallid court ready to go camp. You're going to be an asshole. I am being an asshole. This is my job. He's going to take our stuff. <laughs> we hid it where you'll never find it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. I'm not telling you where it is, but we took our carpet and we hid it. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them where it is tiffany we mind melded you know where it's at so is your stuff at the end you don't know i don't have you to don't know. know where it is um I, no, we could totally i i think we have to just operate under the assumption that nowhere is safe anymore and so i think we definitely took it with us and we, we need to decide whether we take it to the pallet court or not. So this is the question. Do you arrive at the pallet court looking like a bunch of camper <laughs> vagabond murder hobos? Or did you stash it somewhere on the way? I want that to be our band name. <laughs> vagabond, mur vagabond murder hobos. <laughs> If you, so, you don't have to tell. It doesn't matter what we do. You're gonna take it because well, I failed my no, role. I, no, yeah. no, that's not true. If you stash it somewhere along the way, then I want you to make a covert roll. That's what I'm asking. Yes. If you showed up, then that might have an effect on how you are received. Oh. I by think the it's pallet fine court. Fine, if we have our stuff on the carpet, because I'm. Sure, because being a bag lady makes a great impression. We're not a bag lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think showing I up think with a backpack that... covered in gear for a trip. Yeah, we're murder hobos. We have to have gear. <laughs> okay, just just so we're clear, you're showing up like a pair of murder hobos. What if, what if we like stashed on the carpet? We arrived on the carpet and we stashed all of our stuff on the carpet we disembarked and then we sent the carpet like high up immediately Ooh. above our immediate vicinity and it's just kind of like kind of like when you're camping and you like tie all your valuables in a bear wow. bag and you hoist it up in a tree where nobody can read it can yes yeah okay mira so it's you... almost like a yes. magic carpet overhead compartment and yes. it's just like way high up in the air where yes. nobody presumably can reach it 
Even the GM, the the GM can't reach it up there either, can he? No. Mira, you may make a you may make a clever roll because this is brilliant. I love this. Uh, plus two. Woo! All right. Plus two. I've got zero on the dice, but that's plus two for clever. Okay. I think that's a success. That is a <laughs> that is a tie. <laughs> so it is um it is safe but visible for now. Safe for now. There we go. <laughs> I am so entertained by this. Okay. But we we do pack strategically. Let's just let's just yeah. We did pack here. strategically. We keep our valuables on our. Of course, yes. of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is all like anything that can be replaced. Yes, so you're not showing like up with a backpack with your bedroll, with your pots and pans, with your yeah. Like we don't have pots and pans. You don't look like you're about to trek through the desert. Okay. As you okay. walk into the pallid court, okay, is my you. yes. We don't look okay. like that. We look very regal. Of course. Very elegant. Okay. <laughs> respectable like alright can we continue now that was funny <laughs> okay so you are so the pallid court is a uh, a very elegant sorry the, the pallid court is an elegant very modern construction palace made of white stone okay so it's not an ancient pyramid it is it's not a in a state house it's kind of something in between okay so think palace except she's not the queen but um it is glee the white stone gleams in the moonlight and as you arrive at the front gates on your on your carpet and then the carpet ascends up into the heavens with your gear on it the uh there are a pair of guards at the front gate and there's a very visible like oh what the hell is this <laughs> this is way more than my pay grade moment between <laughs> the two of them and uh they are both in clear guard like gear light armor helmet spear no shields but they are clearly like guards and they're just looking at you like, oh dear, what is this? Good evening, sirs. We seek an audience with the Lady Alashra. We have come at the bidding of High Priestess Nefrini. That definitely causes a pause. They kind of look at each other. Uh, yeah, the, there's two of them. They look. One of them seems a little younger than the than the other. The younger one looks at the older one, and the older one speaks up. What is your business from Nefri- from High Priestess Nefrini? Our business is our own. We shall speak with Lady Arashra. Are you an envoy of High Priestess Nefrini? Um, we are friends of High Priestess Nefrini. And what does this concern? This concerns are with us and Lady Alashra. We come from the Oasis of the Figs. Okay, go ahead and give me a bold roll. This is difficulty zero. Oh, I need to not suck. You just need to not suck. Come on, dice, be kind. 
I have a zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need to so, not roll with these dice anymore. Uh, those, the, the, the gothic dice don't love you They're not doing well tonight. for tonight. Okay, so they, uh, they look at you, and he seems like he is close. I want to invoke one of my aspects. Okay. I want to use my... I want, I'm going to uh, pull out my dagger. Mm. Um, his dagger, which is the dagger that um, I was wounded with uh, many, many, many moons ago. Yep. Um, before I came to the Oasis, when I was tracking the vampire lord, and he stabbed me. Yep. And uh, I believe he comes from the... Uh, Strigoi vampire line there up north mm -hmm. and it's a very ornate dagger with jewels yep. and gold and and his family crest on it yes okay and uh so as we're talking i have this dagger and i uh i've been playing with it and i pull it out and just present it so they can see that I have a piece of kit that belongs to a very powerful vampire lord. Okay, are you invoking that? Yes. Okay, pay the fate point. I don't want to pay a fate I want to show him. <laughs> Would you, okay, okay, so in that case... I just, I just want to show them just so they can see that I have a, a piece of, like, a vampire artifact. Okay. I don't know if that's going to tip the So scale. I'm going to offer you a double or nothing. Oh. So you can now make another bold <laughs> roll, create advantage, to effectively, as part of your, your, your overall interaction with them, to, if you succeed on this, then you get a free plus two, no fate point required, to build, uh, to get, basically you're building up a free invoke on, his, on your, your, uh, his dagger aspect. Okay. Okay. If you fail, then stuff's going to get more complicated. Okay. But if you succeed, then you just get in free and clear. Plus two. Okay, good enough. All right. So, as you... Uh... As you can see, I've dealt with many vampires in the past... Again, the older one takes a moment. If, when, you pull, when you start pulling out the dagger, he, like tenses and like start he almost like holds his spear out and then he realizes what you're holding and he takes a closer le leans in and takes a closer look and looks over at the 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 younger guard and nods and okay please wait here and he uh disappears inside leaves you with the younger guard who seems very out of his uh out of his depth a few minutes later he reappears. Very well. Come in. The Lady Alasha will see you, but she is not immediately available. But she will see you. I hope you know what an honor is being bestowed on you. And he thumps his spear into the ground with a, with a, uh, to accent. And he gestures you inside. So you're taken into a room. The guard leaves. A new guard, uh, a new guard has stepped in. And then a attendant, a very, very fit, attractive young man walks in. It's a human. However, you see lots of little puncture marks around his body. And dude is hot. 
He's in a uh, We're in like, a very he's in a very elegant belt and a decorative loincloth, and that is it. Ooh, and a very it, fancy pair of sandals that lace all the way up his calves. It's uh, just got and a little bite, warm in and here. Bite marks all over. And he has bite marks, quite a definitely noticeable. Ooh, so he is a he is a literal snack. <laughs> he is a snack. Yes. 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 He comes in and he looks at the two of you very graciously and says, My ladies, I am here to attend to your pleasure. May I bring you refreshment <laughs> or delights of any kind? I am at your disposal. The Lady Alasher will not be available for some time. How may I serve you? I think we just kind of look at each other like, <laughs> hot damn! <laughs> Whew, we should have come here a lot sooner! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at Mira. What's the rating on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we, we might fade to black if anything gets too exciting. <laughs> and we're staying at the Palace Court forever. We've just decided. <laughs> the end who needs the figs who needs the figs we'll become vampires (laughs) and just stay with this hot young snack for the rest of our days (laughs) i'm letting mira go there's a moment he kind of looks at you be like what are you gonna do this is where you talk composing ourselves this is not what we were expecting at all we came in here thinking we were gonna have to fight our way through a nest of vampires (laughs) (laughs) so uh, (laughs) okay my my character brain you two are blushing (laughs) so much this is hilarious My character brain and my fanfiction writer brain are like clashing and having like a war in my head. (laughs) I know what I would write. I'm trying to decide what Mira would do. (laughs) I don't know. My glasses are literally fogging. (laughs) They are. They are. (laughs) Okay, um, Eleanor tries to compose herself a little bit and... um, um, it, uh, sorry, uh, what was your name again, sir? My name is Lamar, my lady. Lamar? Whew. Are you from around, around these parts? <laughs> <laughs> he smiles. <laughs> He smiles at your uh, at your at your react. Yes, my lady. I I was I I grew up in the Monument District. My father is a is a low level uh, statesman in his uh, in his district. And uh, do you come here often? So, <laughs> okay, 
to that place. And she has been through it and put under a great deal of stress. And definitely the notion passed her mind with taking this gentleman up on his offer. However, as a mortal, as a very pure mortal with all of my mortality and uh, blood intact, <laughs> I am very concerned that this very composed, very well-spoken and polite individual has bite marks all over him in a den of vampires who he seems to be in servitude for and everybody's cool with it, including him. So I'm just curious how that's working. It's an so, interesting question. So I, I mean, is he, I mean, I was joking, but like, is he is a literal snack? I mean, is he like literally on offer and like, how does that work? So, so I sort of shake my head like a sketch of sketch and go, Lamar, I have to ask, um, these, uh, marks you seem to have. Um, I mean, this is a very conspicuous setting for such such bodily scars. I'll, I'll just ask the blunt question: Are you okay? He he smiles a broad, toothy grin, and uh, maybe even blushes a little bit with his uh, with his dark brown skin. And uh, the flesh kind of goes through his, his, his shaved head, and he, he, he looks at you warmly. Indeed, my lady, I appreciate you asking. That is very kind of you. Know that I am here entirely by choice, and I have been for the last three years. And I'm a devoted servant of the Pallid Court. And yes, indeed, he holds out one of his very, very well-toned arms. And you see a couple of, uh, a couple of uh, scars up and along different positions along the arm. Indeed, I allow the vampires of the Pallid Court to feed on me on a regular basis. I give them my blood in exchange for companionship and wealth and influence. I'm completely happy with the arrangement. And I regret nothing. So you'd feel that the exchange is equitable? Absolutely. Now, based on your reaction, I'm guessing that you don't want any of this. And he sort of, you know, gently glides a finger up each arm in turn. And I'm guessing that instead you require mortal refreshment. Wine, cheese, dates, meat. What is your pleasure? As he does, as he Thank runs. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I immediately like clap. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> I'm sure he does. The carpet knows I'm blushing. I wish all of you could see their faces on video right now. This is delightful. <laughs> As he runs his hand so gracefully up his arms, Eleanor definitely has a little, whew, a little 
a little something inside her that's burning that mm. that sort of wants to take him up on that offer mm. slightly. Yeah, a bit of venom in your veins, like oh, those the the, the little, I I got teeth that match those. A little venom in her okay. veins. Okay, um, is this possible? Can I player to player compel her to take him up on venom in her veins? Tiffany. <laughs> I'm keeping the faith. Tell you what. Tell you what. Um, balanced in our favor. I just really, really want you to have a nibble because Aaron, you, I am going to pull. I am offering you a fate point from my GM bag right now. You, you have never indulged. This burning in your veins, and that, but it has also never burned the way it has, the way it is burning right now. And also, it will de- it will diminish your desire to have the figs back because they're not your only lifeline. Because this boy is literally on offer. Absolutely, you are absolutely correct. I offer you the fake oh. point. Do you take it? <sighs> I do. Take it. Yes! <laughs> do this for both of us. <laughs> So, <laughs> you may take the reins, oh, Madam Eleanor. No. You tell us what happens. So, as he's showing his arms and the bite marks and, you know, spewing his, oh, I guess you're not mm. interested in this, Eleanor just sort of, she she's sort of in a trance. She just kind of grabs his arm just gently and starts kind of, stroking it, not really aware of what's happening, and just slowly brings the arm up and just grabs it and starts He sliding. gasps in surprise. It's her first time she's... No! It's her first time she's ever... It's her first time. No! You also get to clear a box (laughs) of hungry. I do get to clear a box of hungry. You do. That's right. This is the first mechanic we've been able to deplete that. Yes. And then she she drinks. It blood tastes delicious. Warm ruby liquid. It's a pretty. It's a pretty good moment for Eleanor. Wow. It's, it's a pretty good moment for Mira, I have to say. <laughs> okay. So, Mira, the, here's the thing is when she, uh, while she is feeding, when she, in the moment right before she chomps down and uh, he gasps, her face changes and it's the same kind of face she made in the other moments where she has called upon the venom in her veins to enhance herself and her her face becomes feral and frightening for a brief moment it's a little scary but it's also rather sensual um Aaron, you may bo- actually clear two boxes of oh, hungry, which sweet. I think clears you out yes, entirely. Yes, I'm totally cleared out so now. He, yes. um, after a, uh, after a, a, a minute of this, Ooh. the two of you are on your knees, um, and he's cradling your head 
against uh, against his arm and you 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 come up and you're you're satiated and he he caresses your cheek well that was unexpected <laughs> and uh he stands up and he walks over to a little um there's a little uh box on a table and opens it up and there seem to be some gauze bandages inside and he skillfully wraps it around the wound and uh cleans it up and he hands you a little handkerchief you have something on your mouth eleanor's a little embarrassed at this moment she's not quite she feels a little a, a little odd that she's let this power kind of take her over. She's never let sure. that happen before, and so she's definitely yeah. two hundred and fifty years. Whew. Yes, it's a long time, a long time of buildup. <laughs> and he uh, likewise takes a moment to just kind of collect himself, and then anything else? Wine? Yes, Food? please. He, very well. And uh, he leaves the room, gives the two of you a moment. He'll be back in a minute. Do you say anything in the interim? I'm not really looking at Mira. I'm okay. just sort of uh, cleaning myself up. I'm, I'm definitely kind of... <laughs> I'm I'm collecting myself, but I definitely crane my neck to make sure I catch every moment of his departure. Mm -hmm. from the room. <laughs> mm -hmm. A few minutes later, he comes back. He has a plate of uh, some refreshments and a uh, and a bottle of wine and two glasses, two goblets. He very uh, skillfully pours the wine into each glass, hands it to each of you, and. Uh, then makes a final gesture at the plate and says, is there anything else that I can do to make your stay more pleasant? Uh, the pleasure of your company would not uh, be disappointing. <laughs> we, we'd be happy to wait. And I'm sure, as you've said, you've been here for three years. You have a lot of, a lot of stories, a lot of tales you could tell of, yes. of time at the pallid court. He, he smiles warmly and uh, actually um, pokes his head out the door for a moment and suddenly reappears with a third goblet, pours a uh, small glass. So he sits and chats with you for a while. It's very charming. You learn a, a, a fair bit about sort of the sundry politics of the district level politics of Perbastet as the Various politicians try to control the absolute chaos that tends to run on in the city because it, this is a entire city of like folks kind of out to hand out to to accomplish their own ends. And the law is really weak here and it never quite descends into anarchy because people really love this city there. The, the thing that's lacking is a desire to tear it all down. Um, but like, it's pretty wild uh, for, for such a large city. Um, and suddenly some of the comments that Nefrini made back when you met or met her make a little more sense. Um, but yes, he is a, 
He is a charming young scion of a of a politician who seems to you he's made a few mentions here and there about a uh uh, a lady that he is particularly smitten with who is part of the pallid court and you think that is you kind of piece a bit together that that's what brought him here and he has continued to be here for a couple years so there's the rub he gives of himself to please the pallid court because he's in love with the vampire bingo Mm. and presumably (laughs) presumably uh that the the servitude is not um unpleasant either so an hour or so passes and a i want to ask him something okay you may what was his name again lamar lamar um I'm sure as you've been here, you've seen lots of traveling vampires. I'm sure that you've gotten to know some of the powerful vampires from throughout the world. I'm curious, um, have you ever met any vampires from the clan of the uh, Santiago vampires from up north? Specifically, in Darius Santiago's nest from up north. No, I I, I can't say that I have, but remember, I've only been here three years. I am a mortal. Have you ever seen this crest? And I pull out my dagger and I show him. He leans forward. He takes a serious look. No, no. Not in my time here. Mm. Okay, well, well, thank you. I know that there is relationships with some of the powerful clans around the world, but I, I have not seen, we've not received any of them in the time I've been here, and I've never seen that crest before. If I may, clearly you are vampiric, but you don't seem normal what is your nature that is a very good question uh, actually um <clears throat> you see my family you well you probably haven't heard of them if you've only been in here three years but the Westergaards are very uh there is a famous uh family of of monster hunters or at least they were um, a couple of centuries ago, up north, hmm. and uh, one of our focuses was to clean out um, a very powerful, a very dangerous nest of, of vampires, and uh, Darius was their leader, and we almost had him one night, and I got too close, and... Uh, as I was trailing him, because I, I usually would go in and trail them, and then my family would come in, and we all had different parts to play. But um, anyhow, I got too close, and he discovered me, and he began he began pursuing me. And as I tried to escape, he he bit me, and he also stabbed me with this dagger. And I ran away. The dagger was still in me. 
um, but I I was bitten, so. Interesting. He must have. He must have fed very deeply on you for you to have started changing, because as you can see, I. He holds out again, holds out his arms and kind of gestures to the wound you gave him that's bandaged up. I am fed on regularly and I am still quite mortal, but I, I do, I am rather addicted to the experience, you might say. However, I have never changed. You clearly have, I, I don't actually know much about the the biology of it but clearly something has started changing in you he must have fed deeply on you for you to have started transforming do you, do you remember do you remember ingesting any of his blood i honestly it's such a blur it happened so fast and i wasn't supposed to be caught and then i was and i I honestly went into fight or flight mode and I just ran and then I just remember this this pain in my leg. He had grabbed me. I don't believe he fed long as I was able to escape pretty quickly, but I don't remember much. He nods. I know that when when a true vampire feeds on me, it's it's very I almost go into a timeless trance. It's it's an odd experience. That didn't happen with you. You're clearly not a full vampire. But anyway, I don't know enough about it, but it's interesting. You're something I've never met before. I'm something I've never met before. <laughs> 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 he he gives a little raise of his uh, a, a little salute with his glass and right at that moment another servant walks in and uh says excuse me she is ready please follow me and he uh, lamar stands up and takes each of your hands kisses them and says i wish you a i the best of a, your visit i don't know what you're here for but I hope it goes well, and I, I hope you all survive. You seem very pleasant. And he leaves. 